Hello, welcome to Running With Problems. I am Miranda. And I'm John. We have a, an amazing guest today and a, a friend of ours, Nathan. He's an incredible and accomplished runner, which we don't even barely scrape the surface in this interview of his running accomplishments. It was really fun to talk to him. Uh, yeah, we talked a bit about his running, his past in Germany and Seattle, and how we came to Boulder is some, touch a bit on his relationships and his relationship to running and his relationship to running and his relationships. We got so carried away that we actually didn't even get to the relationship he was in when um, I actually got to know him. And um, a story that I have to share, I want to share actually, that I didn't get to share in okay. this podcast was when he was going through his breakup with this particular person in the breakfast running club, which we'll get to a little bit during the podcast. So he was going through this breakup. He shows up to a run in sunglasses and it was Jamestown, a very watery run. Uh, yeah. Ugh, so it was a horrible run. <laughs> it was, well, I guess I wasn't on it. <laughs> but I show up there and I say, um, hey, so where's so-and-so? Um, because I was used to seeing him with his partner at the time, his girlfriend. And he says, we're, we're on a break. And I very, um, very poor choice of words in a very unempathetic moment said, oh, the beginning of the end. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He... It turned out to be very true, but it was also a bad thing to say in the moment when someone's in pain and he looked at me and said, don't say that right now. <laughs> in a very sad voice with his sunglasses on and I felt so horrible. I still, still feel horrible. So Nathan, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry that I was so unempathetic in that moment. Wasn't your best moment. No, it was not my be no. best moment. But you were right. I was very right. Yeah. And I hope my advice in this podcast is also right. Well, if not right, just entertaining. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun with Nathan. And I think there's a lot more to share at a future date um, when we're more comfortable with that. But I, I thought it was so interesting getting to know Nathan from like his past, uh, things that I've heard. But really piecing together in one conversation was really fun. So... Uh, without further ado, here is episode one of Running With Problems. Enjoy. All right, this is the first episode of Running With Problems, and we are joined here with our friend Nathan. Welcome. Oh, <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming to our first, first ever podcast episode. So oh, cool. I've, I've heard the gist of it and it sounded fun. So, um, yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> Nathan, do you want to explain to our audience how you know us? Um, well, there is a fantastic group of people called the Boulder Trail Running Breakfast Club. And if you're a runner and you're not part of it and you're in Boulder or in the environs, you should join it. It's a meetup group. Um, and that's how I met both John and Miranda. Um, somewhere <laughs> so, on a trail. <laughs> part of um, our podcast is talking about run club drama. How would you describe the trail running breakfast club? And do you think it's a dramatic run club? No, I don't. Um, I think I would agree with you, having been yeah. a part of multiple uh, other run clubs. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 and, and so, so, I, you know, not everybody might know this, but I also run with you guys with uh, Boulder Trail Runners. Um, mm -hmm. Not aware of that. It, also, another excellent group, um, highly varied, you know, the you know, multi day runs or whatever, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, runs throughout the week. Um, I wouldn't call that one dramatic either. I've, I disagree. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm, I'm less involved it's, than you guys. It's low drama sin, um, since you've got it. <laughs> I got some stories to tell. Sure. So, so disclaimer, I moved here um, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, 
February 2020, I arrived in Colorado. Oh, wow. Um, we moved here that? right around the same time. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. What, what was it like a month later? Well, I wouldn't ever recommend to anyone to make an international move at the beginning of a global pandemic. It was fucking awful. <laughs> and you came from Germany? Germany? Yeah. <laughs> Directly from... I was on the last flight that took off from Zurich to Newark. Um, the following day, Uncle Donnie um, declared that there would be no more flights from mainland Europe, and that flight that I was on was the last one that took off from Zurich to Newark. Wow. One yeah. daily. And it's one of those episodes where you're like, okay, we're good, we're good, everything's fine, everything's fine, and only in like retrospect do you realize like how kind of lucky you got. Because <laughs> I remember getting to my apartment in Gun Barrel with my roommate, my cat, and just being like, Ugh. and just like the denouement of that moment was just unreal. Anyhow, I had joined BTRBC um, prior to moving. By the way, I hate that acronym. I do too. I just call it Breakfast Club. I, okay, so let's just call it Breakfast Club. <laughs> um, but but like I, I knew like the move could have been isolating, you know, mm-hmm. pandemic aside or whatever. Um, yeah. Like you make a, a you know, I knew no one here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I ran. So I was like, well, this is natural. Um, so I looked around on Meetup and I was like, this is the only group that's going out regularly. Everybody else posted something like a month ago. So, okay, natural. Mm-hmm. Scott is a... Who's the leader of yes, the group. Yes, the yeah. leader. I was just about to like say, it is like a natural like group bonding person. He is extremely welcoming um, and just made a wonderful group of people that like that formed my friend group from day one. <laughs> So. Great. And, and so then when like, yeah. everything closed down, then you had people you could meet up with for regular runs from that group and from that experience? Yeah. So they didn't... So I got here in February, ran alone for a while. Um, their first run was June 20th, 2020, um, that they actually invited people on. Um, Niwot Ridge, starting from Sourdough, is to this day my favorite... <laughs> That one's your favorite? I love it. Um, I and that Niwot Ridge. I hate the fire roads. The coming down, down but like you get to bomb them though. You, you get to bomb them. So fun. And it, like you get up to that like alpine it's area. So beautiful. You, like Audemars is right there. You you look over into the reservoir and and to me, for, you know, for me right now, like it, it like I'm getting nostalgic over this because like it yeah. was the first time I met like the people who are my best uh, friends here. Um, I remember not, not the whole peaks up there. That's a beautiful, yeah, beautiful, so. <laughs> beautiful cone shape at the top. Um, and I repeat it every year. Um, so that's kind of how it all started. And just like out of curiosity, because okay, John and I are very different runners. John likes to run solo. He tra- he can train solo very happily, and I. Almost exclusively run with people. Well, I think I, find I this wonder very about you. Like, yeah. Well, just generally, I mean, this is probably a great topic for a future episode. But like, what I get out of running is different than what Miranda gets out of running. Yet we we're able to share that together. We're able to share running summit stay. Sorry, our dog is creating havoc around the house today. He's um, a little too familiar. <laughs> so Miranda. Pretty much exclusively runs with people. She gets community out of running. It's her almost primary reason to run. Whereas I have, I have more reasons, uh, and and community is still very important to me. But in a very different way, I love going to races. I love group. I love being part of a group. But I don't always love running with that group all the time, or like every day or every week. So I guess I would just phrase the question like, what do you get out of running, and like, how do groups fit into that? I love both. Um, I love the Saturday where 30 people show up and, you know, 
my you know some of my best friends are amongst them but I also love when I just get to go out myself <laughs> um, and it's been you know most of my like historically like my, like my training whatever races too have been totally solo um, it has been like I, a kind of fantastic friend paced me on Wasatch. I don't think I would have finished that race had she not been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? um, had all sorts of things go south, my stomach, whatever. But it was only the third out of ten hundreds that I'd had a pacer on. Um, so I like didn't know how to act. <laughs> um, so, but, but but like at the same time, like I was so thankful that like. Like cows there. Can yeah. I ask a follow up? Why, why don't you? So you've run ten one hundred mile races. Mm. Why don't you tend to invite people to crew you? And I'll caveat this with: yeah. I don't either. I hate. Um, I hate asking people. I, I I only do it if people offer. Um, really? I don't. I, I've never invite. Like I mentioned it for Wasatch, and I was like, if you want to, like you. Sure, um, and th- there were just like you know some scheduling kind of things, and I actually thought I was going to be in it, like doing that by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the other two were Cascade twenty seventeen and, and relationships actually actually fall into this one. Well, too. I really want to um, hear. I was just going yeah. <laughs> to ask you if you yeah. ever yeah. had yeah. a partner. No, grew um, you. so my ex wife, um, she got into running but we met climbing so so prior to running my sport was alpine rock ice rock snow anything vertical um once you get hit by a car and fuck up your left shoulder you don't climb much um so that's a short story yes (laughs) there's no no more detail to dive in there um well (laughs) long and short it was I got hit by a car. I couldn't climb. Okay. Um, our relationship was largely based around that. Oh. Um, I met her through a club. It, this was back when I was in grad school in, at the uh, University of Washington. Um, and once we didn't have like a common thing, mm-hmm. uh, it actually it, it was so so it, there was there was like beauty and disaster here because it accelerated the end of a very toxic marriage. Okay. Um, so would you say climbing was keeping you together? Yes, absolutely. Did you realize it at the time? No. I mean, of course <laughs> not. I mean, we never do. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, it, it was just that like, like common activity that once that kind of like, you know, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, so anyhow. Um, I relate to that well, very much. Yeah. I started dating someone who was a runner and then he, that was the only thing we had in common. And then when he started, stopped running, I found that we had no more common interests and it became pretty glaring. Yep. It's particularly bad when it's like four years into the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. Once you get married, it um, you've increased the barrier to exit. And, and yeah. not always, you know, is that a good thing? Yeah, and but but the, the the fact of the matter was it, it like when I say it accelerated the end to something that was already toxic. Like mm-hmm. there were problems sure. that were insurmountable, like personality conflicts, and and, and an acquaintance of all of ours <laughs> shared um, an article not too terribly long ago. Um, I forget exactly what it was called, um, something like the Ultra Mindset or whatever, um, okay. where like. They're like, oh, ultra runners, they have this resilience, they have, you know, and, and this is like something that you can measure by, you know, some certain stance or what, standards and, you know, you know, they're, <laughs> they, they glorified it in a sense, mm. or the article glorified it. Um, but I think that when you have the mindset of, you know, I, you know mountaineer, climber, you know, runner, whatever, you, you, you brush aside like all the physical, emotional pain, you're like, I need to get up there or I'm going to die. Or like on a race, it's just like I just need to like forget that my foot hurts, or 
you have yeah, you don't have it. a lot of quit in you. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think, and I've talked to other folks in the you know our, our mutual groups, um, that there's a negative aspect. To I that. agree. <laughs> Whereby you do not recognize bad personal situations sometimes. <laughs> so you, would you say that like you were you would brush aside toxicity as like because the goal was to to like have a good time or to stay married or yeah yeah it's uh, it's definitely or like in a, in a workplace environment where you're, mm-hmm. you're like if you i had the ability to you know step back at certain points in you know many you know career areas that i've been in i'd be like oh i'm being wildly taken advantage of here or but just like don't realize it at the time and and yet same thing in because you have this great capacity to bear discomfort bear but also to some extent not recognize Uh, (laughs) like it's it's only by like you know and and like you know like I've, i've ignored like pretty serious health problems you know in the past where like pretty recent past where it's just like oh but yeah we'll just i think the ability yeah to to push away discomfort in our lives especially around relationships work health problems i think it's actually quite common especially among americans but what doesn't happen commonly is the translation of that to a physical effort yeah like I would say I, I echo a lot of your sentiments of wow I, of I you know I was I was married in a bad relationship you know I've I've ignored things that are really terrible at work and I see I see a lot of other people doing that but someone who can translate that to oh it's snowing in April no seriously see this is why I'm going <laughs> to the desert tomorrow <laughs> I'm so jealous of you <laughs> okay uh, that. You know, it's just not as common to to translate that into a physical thing. That like that like running a hundred. Like I also found that running a hundred miles my first time really helped me take all that pain I had dealt with because I had to deal with it and really try to translate that to dealing with physical pain. And you become you become mm. tough in this in this in this masculine sense that we talk about. Oh, you're tough because you can handle pain, right? But people handle pain all the time. They just sure. don't understand how to translate that to physical, like handling a physical pain in in the in support of an effort, right? I don't know. In, I would say in um, inside of a goal. Inside of a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and the tougher you are, the more you the farther the goal can be. Yeah. So we we got really sidetracked. Okay. Did you <laughs> did your ex wife? Ever crew you for a hundred miler? No. <laughs> so, um, no. can you give us a rough timeline of realize you're gonna get divorced, get divorced, then there's a period of healing. Uh, where does running fit in and all that? Yeah. Uh, so, I picked up running about a year prior to actually getting divorced. Okay. Um, she was seeking out other climbing partners, one of which became her part- partner. Hey, uh, ex-wife oh. become Mary's uh, climbing partner. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pound coming. it there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I became aware of it. Um, so I, I got into a real dark spot. <laughs> yeah. um, and But never said anything um, for whatever reason. Uh, but then I watched because you know, I'm not climbing at this point. Um, I watched um, Unbreakable. I think oh, talk about so it. good! You should watch that after <laughs> yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Um, and and for anybody who happens to listen to this, like it's it's a really inspirational movie about the what was it, 2012, 2010, 2010. Jeez, um, Western states. Western states um, 100 mile endurance run. From Squaw Valley to Auburn, California. Although we don't, it's Palisades. Oh, we don't so. call it Squaw Valley anymore. Yes, that is not. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna. Is it called Palisades? The the ski resort is. Okay. Um, anyhow, mm. uh, 
It's going to take some branding for them, I think. Sure. But yeah, so watch that. And it was very inspirational. I had not run a marathon. Um, I've done a half, I think. Um, and I was like, I have legs. I can run. <laughs> I'm going to do 100 miles. Oh, <laughs> so, I, love I, uh, so I, I always <laughs> admire someone who goes from like almost couch to 100 miler or even couch to 50K. So, yep. So that was early 2016? It's 15. Um, and I signed up for the Wenatchee Marathon in April, the Mount Hood 50 in July, and then Cascade Crest 100. Uh, that was at that point at the end of August. Um, and I was like, oh, this is a perfect separation. And I DNF'd on Cascade. Yeah. Um, One mile. 62 Cassius Lake. Okay. Um, or, and at this point, was this like a healing journey or an escape? No, it was ex- escapism. Okay. Um, and I, I just, I, I didn't know. Mount Hood went fine. Um, you know, the marathon went fine. I actually ran Boston the following year and loved it. Um, but wasn't prepared for. Oh, so you were good. Like immediately. <laughs> like you got into running and you're like, oh, I'm in yeah, the Boston, Boston Marathon. Cows in the Boston Marathon. No big deal. Um, I was a climber. Most people <laughs> who know me know that when I am suffering, I run fast. You do. And that's oh, I, oh I, I do remember Pawnee Buchanan last year. Yep. Yes. That was a bad day. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- so that happened immediately, um, and so I ran fast. Okay. Um, and it, but but I was not prepared. What? Go why, ahead. Why do you think that is? Like why, why? So my experience is when I'm suffering, I slow down. I, I I can't I can't be bothered to go fast. Why do you speed up? Because I you know? I I so I don't know. Um, but what I notice is. I don't notice the miles that I put behind me. It is literally when I can just be like, everything that was bugging me goes back there, and now I'm 12 miles up there, and I don't remember anything in between. <laughs> and, and would you say like your mind is is angry? No, no, it, it's empty. Empty. That's and oh. and um, yeah. So so the last summer was. Um, never summer ran fucking fast. Um, yeah. Enjoyed for it. For our listeners, he went through a breakup last summer in, in our run group. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to probably later. Probably. Um, <laughs> but that one was I, one that's kind of like just my race. I love it. Even the year prior, like I was able to like really bang it out and had a fantastic time. But when I came back, because I wanted to do the proper course, you know, 2021, they rerouted because of um, lightning and whatever. Um, I just like turned off the brain and all of a sudden I'm at the finish line. Wow. Uh, wow. So, uh, and, and like I was running down uh, some of the, the last miles and like passing people that they were like, yeah, this dude in a lime green shirt just like, flew by me <laughs> like yeah that was me <laughs> um so it, it, and it was really enjoyable um got to the end and like i was happy <laughs> good so that like it's got to feel good to at least know that like the negative things going on in your life produce some positive results even if it's temporary sure but it it, it incrementally kind of like you get that like little positive. You get that little positive, uh-huh. and 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 like from the day I started with the whole like I'm just gonna go run my brains out. Um, it's always helped. <laughs> All right. So then on the opposite side, when you've completed more of the healing journey, is it harder to run or race? No. Um, well, actually, I did burn out a little bit last year mm-hmm. um, and had to like change my perspective because I need to run on 
some sort of energy that's sustainable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yes. Yeah. But actually, that one has helped me. I, um, he, for the listeners, he is pointing to a very adorable brown dog Chloe. whose name is Chloe. Yeah. She has one ear up and one that flops down and short legs. So cute. <laughs> yep. So, so um, the, the newest addition to my you know, house level one. Uh, but it's, it's actually been really fun. Like, how many times have I run Yoda Ranch? I can't count. Now, when I go to Yoda Ranch, like, the perspective is so totally different because I get to look at it through, like, the one year coming up. <laughs> and, or you know whatever it is it's just or or you know, green like uh how many times have i but but when we're hiking that or when i'm hiking that with uh you know chloe it's like oh that like i i, I get to like watch like a, a creature discover something that i've done nine billion times and it turns this thing that you know, might have been coming you might have been becoming mundane to me into like a lot of fun <laughs> Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, it's it really sweet. I love my dog so much. <laughs> well, and to be fair, um, credit you know you guys and Summit. I probably would not have sprung for a dog. So, like, just like dove in. Had I not like dogs after you guys. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Did you hear that, Summit? <laughs> um, you but, were good. <laughs> It was already in the cards, but but um, you know the, those couple times I was like, ah, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Summit's a sweetie. So. I love Certainly that. is a sweetie. So that that's the you know granted not human human but um, human canine relationship that is um, really transforming my running right now because you know I'm not doing the long distance that I used to do. Um, I'm doing yeah. you know more shorter runs because you know she's a year old. Um, but just really enjoying it. So, but you have do you have a race coming up? I do. San Juan Solstice. Ooh, I yeah. love that race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you you've done it as well? You've done, done it, it twice. Yeah. Oh, okay, but I've never like raced it. Race race. I ran the first time I ran it. I had raced the two weekends prior, and I, and I got into the race a week prior, and I was just because they they never start full and. They put out a call for more people, and, and okay. like, I was like, well, I've always heard this race is great, so I'm going to sign up, and it's just such an amazing time, such a beautiful place. I do want to, at some point, go back and run it, run try it. to try to put down my best time, you know, just shoot for 12 hours. I, w- I would say try to get the, that sub-12. Yep. Um, my two times are both around 1440. And they were all um, on the regular course? Yeah. I'm thinking this year it's going to be the snow course. It's definitely going to be the snow <laughs> course this year. There is so much snow in the San Juan. I was talking to Mac yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Mac knows weather forecasts. Oh, yeah. And, well, and he was skiing out in Silverton. He was like, yeah, I would be surprised if they hold it. And I was like, I'm going to hold it. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely going to be the snow course. So. Uh, and, but, and those, those uh, creek crossings are going to be quite high. You know, like the two years I've done it, the highest creek crossing was maybe thigh high, but I've heard people tell stories of like neck high water. <laughs> <laughs> but those were short women. But still, you're talking like I'm not very tall. You're talking like four and a half, five foot high. We're all not very tall. Um, I don't know. What did you think? That was. It was really hard. That race was really hard. So for the listeners, Miranda's first fifty miler was the San Juan Solstice, and it is very hard. And it's badass. It's like it's a, very hard. Yeah, very hard fifty miler to be your first. Yeah. John very graciously ran the entire thing with me. Oh, it was so wonderful. So I mean, this is a relationship and running podcast, so we should touch on like the fact, yeah. like Miranda and I ran basically hand in hand. We were in hand in hand. But we were ran step for step the whole time for 50 miles. And I would say that was probably one of the... Wait, were you officially running or crewing? I was officially running. Oh, okay. We were both yeah. signed up for the race. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, and I, I signed up with her under the condition, her condition, that I run with her. And okay. I took that very seriously. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to run this whole thing with you. And, and it was amazing. It was probably one of the best moments in our relationship 
for awesome. I think establishing I don't know. It's it's nice to I don't know. We may not always share running, right? Like maybe I'll get injured from all the ankle shit stuff I do, right? Yeah. Like but like that moment was really impactful in our relationship. In a callback, we share a lot of other things than just running. <laughs> That's true. We we do share running, but we also share other things. But both that are amazing cooks. <laughs> we we do we do cook well. We drink well. We uh, we both love watching movies. Um, so uh, we can talk endlessly. Uh, as which is pretty much the reason we're starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, at some point, we're gonna get over the you know podcast nerves. But it was a great fifty mile race, except <laughs> for the last ten miles. Okay. Climbing Vickers. Uh. Every race has a Vickers, Ugh. and San Juan Solstice is, is, is Vickers. It's like, it's not, is it a 14er? No. No, it's not no. a 14er. No, it's, a, it's the dumbest little, it's, the it's, it's a 1,200 foot climb at the end of the race. Just but it's like, you just so climb so much, and, and it's, then you've descended so And there's some light so bushwhacking. <laughs> Fair. Who doesn't like a little bit of light bushwhacking? Yeah. And then this little hill comes about and you're, I'm, I was just like, I don't want, I don't have any energy to suffer anymore or climb this stupid hill. And John kept, you know, courage, encouraging me along until we finally started descending again. And then my energy came back, but that was I, a little I, rough patch for me. For I like, like a two mile rough patch. I like felt it for you, but I also knew like exactly how to solve all your woes. Because yes. I've been there. And I was like, hey, eat this gel. And you were like, no. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, five minutes later, I was a little like, hangry. I was like, I was like, hey, why don't you eat this gel? I don't want any more of this. And I was like, okay. And then five minutes later, I was like, hey, eat this gel. And you were like, okay, fine, I'll eat it. And then you ate it. And then we got to the top and we started descending and you felt fine. And then we <laughs> ran the rest of the way. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's so funny how like the little tiny, like, I, I remember on plane, whatever, um, it was a year that there was so much blowdown. Oh, God. Um, and this was after my divorce. I, um, I, I do love blowdowns. Yeah. And I got to this tree across the path at mile somewhere between 100 and 112 because they don't know how long the fucking race is. <laughs> um, and I sat down before the tree and I was just like, no! <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, that pissed you off, did it? Uh, oh, summit. <laughs> uh, but the, you, know, summit. You, you get your shit together and then you, then you go to your you bed. Know, just do it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, you know, that, that yeah. one, like, insurmountable thing that could yes. be, like, either gigantic or tiny yes. as hell. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, like, I, I do want to caveat, like, you, you had some bad nutrition on a 50 miler. I mean, Recently at the Barclay, I spent an hour shivering in a car because I went low on nutrition. Right, like it's nutrition is a constant problem for assault runners. Yep. Yeah. Constant thing to solve. Yeah. I um, so thinking about running relationships as sure. we're supposed to do, um, I wonder like so thinking back to your your story like running began and sort of instigated the the beginning of the end for your marriage. Mm -hmm. Has it been a part of your future relationships? Was it was it something you did in, in Germany? And is it something you're looking for in the future? And like, how does running fit in with future relationships? Like, how do you think about that? Oh, that's oh a, God, that's, that's a, a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of questions. Okay, so, I mean, I, okay <laughs> let's just start with Pat, you know, running and relationships in the past. In the past. So they historically have been unrelated. Boulder had long been like on my list of places to live. Mm -hmm. um, and for what I do professionally, it's actually really good. Um, I had had an opportunity to move here when I was married, um, but my ex-wife had just started grad school at the University of Washington, so I turned it down. Um, mm. And so, so it was just like, okay, well, I was going to go there. 10 years ago or whatever, so I'm going to just do it a little bit later. 
Um, Boulder is a great place. Yeah, can attest. Um, yeah. So while that while I was living overseas, like getting outdoors was my way to just experience everything that like the Northern Alps have to offer. Ah. Um, so you were cognizant. Oh, go ahead. Did you um, date while you were in Germany? Um, a couple times, very <laughs> awkwardly. And were they runners? No, no. One, one was a, you know, in retrospect, even I should have saw that scene. It's coming out a climber. Um, <laughs> but but uh, back to what was familiar. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, crazy French girl that tried to leave me in the middle of a field because she had to get back to Zurich. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> That was really I, I like it was like a couple months after I'd moved there and like I didn't really know the area um, and and she was in the process of, of moving from Zurich to Constance where I was living and she was like I have to get back and I'm like and it, uh, German was our common language like you know, her, her English was kind of shit um, it was very nice but um, yeah she was like can, can I can I can I drop you off I was like we're in a field. Like, <laughs> no, you can't drop me off here. I need to at least get to a train station. So, I mean, it was it, it was awkward, mostly because of like language barriers and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that was actually largely the time where I just like turned that off. Okay. So, so um, running was ex- exploration and self. It yeah. was just self fulfilling. Yeah, and it was. 99% by myself other than my very good friend there, Nikos. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he and I actually had a very similar story in the sense that he moved from Greece to Germany, um, divorced. He, uh. he had a child. Um, luckily, I did not. Uh, so so he, he... But same age. Our birthdays were like two weeks apart. Um, it, like my, my, Ger- or my Greek doppelganger. Is like how a lot of people. Oh, so you bonded um, and yeah. over a common story and both shared running. Yep, and so he had moved to Germany and lost like fifty pounds or more just by like being active, uh, and he really wanted to run a half marathon. So I was like, before I move, we're gonna run a half marathon together, and I picked one, and it happened to be a trail half marathon. Okay, um, and he was not really a trail runner. Um, <laughs> But it had like 900 meters of gain on a half marathon, which is a Ooh. lot in the Black Forest. So it's like up, down, up, down. Like um, almost 8,000 feet. Yeah, exactly. So he finished in um, like two hours 40. He was so, I, I was like ecstatic when he like came across the finish line. Um, but we You were obviously like, finished like two hours and 10. Two snake eyes, I think. <laughs> um, but but so anyway, so, so but, but but that's not the point. Like yeah, but, like it yeah. was like you know watching him finish, being so happy and whatever. And we've yeah. been on this training run together where like we're going uphill, and he's like, Nathan, I have to walk. You have to understand the Greeks were a seafaring people, <laughs> and to this day, it's the funniest thing I've heard on a run. Um, so we, so we Greeks were seafaring yeah. people. <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. Um, but but yeah, so so my relationship, the Odyssey was not a trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my relationships there were, were were mostly just friends and, and mm-hmm. you know great friends that I had to this day that I'm going to visit uh, this summer when I'm back there. That's so, amazing. That's awesome. And then you get to it's really amazing actually. You get to Boulder, mm-hmm. and right. you start dating a little bit. Um, right off the bat, no, because it was COVID. Okay. Um. And were you looking for someone who shared running with you? No, no, I wasn't looking for anybody Obviously at all. not a climber done with climbing. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I quite literally just, like, was like, okay, if, if I need somebody to read, if I don't, it's fine. Um, and then happened to. <laughs> yeah. Um, on a run. Uh, south of Rapido. Um, oh, it's a great mountain. I went yeah. back, and I never will. I have so many negative associations with that. Oh no! Um, well, and, and not even just uh, you know the, this is an aside. Well, there's plenty of mountains in the Indian. Peaks. Yeah, no, exactly. Just but like, like fish in the sea. Um, so, so that particular run where I met this individual, um, we we turned around together. 
um, uh. and, and the rest of the group kept going. Um, so it, it became like, like, I don't like to leave Peaks unfinished business. Yeah, so I went back. I that too. I went back um, a year later and I was just like, this is an emotionally charged run. I'm going into it knowing this. Mm-hmm. Um, you did this solo? No, I went with the group. Oh, okay. oh you went back with Breakfast Club. Okay, yeah. um, Post breakup? Yes. Um, and I got to the summit and I got a text from you know someone who I would consider one of my your best friends here mm-hmm. um, after he had a bad accident. <laughs> um, um, right? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know if we wanted to use names or whatever. Um, I think names are okay. I mean, we're not talking shit about anybody. Not fair. Yeah. Um, and, and he knows I'm pissed about this because he sends me a photo of him in a neck brace with his you know, face all bloody. Yeah. Um, he's like, I don't think I'm going to make it um, because I've been asking him to go do something that evening and um, I just, but I look at that and I lost my shit <laughs> because I'm like, was that was that a miscommunication? Yeah, it was a miscommunication. Anyhow, um, I, I, come I, I, on, I, that I, is that is that is a just all to say I ran difficult. down that like I found out just how long I can run while crying. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, and it's the entire distance from the top of. Where were we? Oh yeah, we're we're back. Sorry, the dogs went crazy. Uh, we were uh, just talking about the South Arapahoe. It was uh, difficult. I guess um, I would just finish my super long part question with: sure. Do you think future running, sharing running with a partner, is required in future relationships? Running has become such a big part of your life. Yeah, but is it required? No. How do you see it? No. Um, what I figured out is I need because I, I like doing it by myself and I you know historically have for years um, I need somebody who respects that like every once in a while like I just just need to go out for a run and, and if they come with great if they don't fine um, I could not you know certainly couldn't be with somebody who wasn't active um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that just, I, 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 I think the, the like outdoor mindset, whatever, like, you know, that, that defines a particular breed of people that like outside of that, I just like, like, I don't understand you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it does embed into our souls. I mean, I, I have to agree with a lot of what you said, but, um, yeah, do you want to get to the, well, okay. So we are. Also an advice podcast. Yes, we're okay. totally an advice podcast. And you can email our po- our email, podcast at runningwithproblems.run. Yeah. If so, you have any questions about your run club or your relationship or just running, if it's just running, I'll answer them, you know, probably. Maybe we'll get an expert on, someone who actually knows how to run. <laughs> I mean, you do two loops on Barkley. But our niche run. is running and relationship advice. And really, I have a question here that Nathan is going to ha- help us tackle today. Okay. So the three where'd of you, us- Where'd you get this question? I got this question off of Scouring Reddit. Okay. And this is a, <laughs> this is a question. Okay. Let's read it. Here it is. My wife and I started running together when we joined a local shoe store's couch to 5K program last spring. We were both newbies and for the first few months progressed at a pretty even level. We continued to train through the summer and fall with the same training programs. But sometimes in the fall, I started to progress much faster than she. There is nothing wrong with that. We're different people, different sexes, etc. Oh, God. The problem now is that while we used to enjoy running together, when we started, it's now almost impossible. She gets mad at me because she thinks I'm just patronizing her by running down to her level. And though I do enjoy running with her, there is a part of me that gets frustrated that she isn't pushing herself harder when we run. 
I think she would try harder if it wasn't me running with her. And I admit sometimes I struggle to run at her pace and would prefer to run with others at my level. Here's the question. Are there other couples out there experiencing similar issues? I know this is more of a question of relationships rather than running, but I want a fellow runner's perspective on this. Thanks for reading my rant. Now get now get back out there and hit the pavement. <laughs> I love how we were both equally disgusted at exactly oh, the same word. I mean, I did a I did kind of like a road run today, and I'm still like, oh yeah. Oh, dude, God, dude. there's so much to respond there. Yeah. There's so much, and the question is not even a piece that I am interested in responding to. There's so much more in the content of what he's saying that yeah. deserves a response. Now, so the, my first response is it's far too competitive of a relationship, and <laughs> address that first. I, I guess I would like, I would just start with that I think when people start running, the one easy trap that many people get into is that every run is supposed to be at your hardest effort. And that is just, at, the three of us have all run for at least, I think I'm the least uh, runner here and I've run for six or seven years, right? That's about where I am. Okay. Yeah, I guess eight. So, and running for us every time, it, it's not about like, oh, can I beat this time, right? Mm -mm. There's so much more to enjoy out of running. And, and like I said earlier, Miranda and I, and, and you, we all get somewhat different things out of it. But like testing ourselves on every like Tuesday night run is not like what we want out of it. So this idea that like he can't run at his wife, wife girlfriend's, pace is kind of ridiculous you you totally can't yeah like it's pretty easy to run no, slower yeah. and, and yeah. that's what i was going to say yeah. like address the competitiveness but, but right yeah. because it's Do making you, it's making you yeah. feel something when you yeah. run slower with her and that's what's preventing you from running her it, it's it is not a physical thing yeah right physically you can totally run slower but emotionally you're having trouble running slower because of some reason, I probably a competitiveness. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here for a minute. Okay. And I have I have had partners who or a partner who I have hated running with. And it was someone who would like run ahead and wait and run ahead and wait and run ahead and wait. And I hated that style of running. And then once I got fitter than him and then I was running ahead and waiting. Wait, is this, is this, are you talking about us? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was all, there was always a tension in our runs. And it, and it had, in retrospect, it had very little to do with the actual run and had more to do with the fact that um, we just weren't in sync with one another in really any part of the relationship. And that included running. And it manifested in running as well. Was that like a communication thing or? Yeah. I mean, we didn't communicate on any level, including running. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I do have to call out the, the, his comment that like we're different sexes so that we train at different levels. I, I think at the elite level, Men are are definitely faster than women, although mm -hmm. not uh, at this much. at the super ultra level, like hundred past hundred milers. milers. Like, that's changing. Like the yeah the idea that women can't go that far is is probably you know I'm sure men are slightly better, but it's so slight right at those levels. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> but like for an average runner who's picking up couch to 5k between two partners, um, one man, one female, like the chance that one of them goes faster than the other, it, it's 50, 50. Like, 
It could be the woman who, who, who is dropping you on the faith map every day. So like, yeah, at the, I wouldn't apply elite level uh, standards to, <laughs> yeah. to capture <laughs> <5K> programs. <laughs> no, makes all of it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I would just say do both. Like if you need your fast days, go find your fast group, do your fast yeah. group days. Yeah, um, that's and, excellent but, but like, advice. Don't do give up what running together can be. Right. Right? Like just because you're having some trouble with it, like don't force every run to be with her, but don't give up that once a week run. Yeah. I love running with Miranda. It was never something I needed out of a relationship, as you said, but... When I discovered it, it it's, it's such a wonderful way to, to gain endorphins with the person you love. And whatever you have to do to get there, to take care of yourself so you can get in that moment, you should do it. Yeah. But I, I also think you need to like, uh, it, this writer needs to examine their... Motivation. And there, this this idea that your wife isn't you pushing hard enough. I'm giving some air quotes here. Um, that's very condescending. And um, I wouldn't want to run with you either. If you were looking at me like I wasn't pushing hard enough. And that was my point earlier. A run with that... your wife isn't supposed to be one where you're pushing. <laughs> I mean, I, I have this problem all the time with, um, like, uh, you, you had this one with your coworker recently, but you text somebody like, Hey, let's go for a run. Maybe it's like a, someone who's, who runs much lighter, like does some, you know, is just getting into running or, or doesn't run as much. And they say to me, Oh, you run too fast for me. And, I and experience it all the time with my coworkers. I just don't understand. I'm like, I didn't text you. I want to go for a run with you because I want to run fast. Yeah. I texted you because I want to run with you. I want to chat with you. So I a, don't want to be going anaerobic because mm -hmm. so it's not a speed workout. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk with you. This has actually <laughs> happened recently with a couple of coworkers, um, one of whom started running with uh, our group. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, she, she's you know, very nice. And she was like, oh, but like, like, like breakfast, they're too fast. Like, I was like, just, just come. Like, you're, you're, like we wait for people like you're going to have fun. And she had a blast, uh, but, but was like super intimidated um, because because I show up in shirts like this every day. I, I wear gray shirts to work. Yeah, um, I, it's your style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm one of the fortunate like he's wearing know, a fifty k shirt. Yeah, for the <laughs> listeners. Um, you know, you know, scientists in the world like to like just show up in a t shirt, but um, so people assume because you run a lot, you run fast, and you do run fast when you want when to. When I need to, but. Yes, something. Uh, but, but so so you know she she was like intimidated, um, and I was just like no, just like come, it's fun. And then another coworker, um, and, and this is actually like one of my moments where I was like oh I I I feel like I like spread the wealth. Um, he, the guy I've been you know hired and actually been working with for a long time. He signed up for the Crested Butte fifty miler. Oh, um, awesome! Yeah. And he's been, it was really funny how he told me about it because he like has always been asking about like, so, you know, what do you do for like nutrition? What do you do for this, that, and the other thing? And like, I, I, I told him this over the course of the three years we've been working together. And then there was one day where he kept, he asked the same questions over and over and over. Like, and I was just like, what'd you do, man? <laughs> like, he's like, I signed up for 50 miler. <laughs> I was like, I, I knew it. Um, so, so, so like the, the, the you like, don't want to tell you, yeah, exactly. and, and, and so, so, you know, it's, it's, it's this isn't like a, a, you know, you, you, you guys have been like mentioning romantic relationship, but this is what oh, no, was like, like friend relationships purely are definitely part of the podcast. Exactly. So this is one that was purely, purely like professional and like, I, I like the guy, so I, I would you know, definitely call him a friend. Um, and, and I just like rubbed off. <laughs> um, and he was like, I need to do this. Um, so yeah, That's I, I was super happy. <laughs> he, he saw, he saw something in your, in your affectation that, yeah. uh, he wanted to get out of it. Yeah. Um, but he is also someone who, you know, ex-marine and whatever, um, has had difficulty in the past with like 
hey, like I've been trying to get my wife into moving more, uh-huh. you know, um, or, or you know, whatever. Um, and so, so to to this person's question, it's just like just be happy. Let, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. do let each person be the kind of rudder that they want to be and like if yes. that fits like what find a day a week to just do like one happy like 5k around the block and then go run fast like the rest of the week I, it, like because the community is and, and the partnership unless it's becoming mm-hmm. a burden like it's always good so I think <laughs> To sum up our advice to this individual, it's enjoy the runs you have with your wife. Stop being condescending. And yeah. <laughs> really, you don't need to run all of your runs at this fast speed. But you if can... you're enjoying being fast, enjoy being fast. Just don't put that on her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go find a uh, you know a group around you maybe there's a 5k group at a local run shop there's going to be people there who want to run fast and and you're gonna have some fun with them yeah and acknowledge that everybody does it for different reasons we all do do it for different reasons well thank you for your support uh and help answering this very challenging question (laughs) (laughs) i get um should we wrap up yeah we should wrap up do you have any questions for us Mm. That's not a normal thing. <laughs> no, sure, no. Can, that that is actually. Well, uh, it, so do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? It's a funny one. Um, oh. Because I forget which one of you said it first. Um, I don't consider my first date having gone for a run with you. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so the story ends. <laughs> yes. uh, so, so the question <laughs> is, question, yeah. how do you follow up? Like, you meet somebody on a run and be like, hey, let's like go for a run. Hey, I like you. What's next? Okay, all right, this is great. <laughs> okay, um, okay. I mean, I, so I, I don't know if I can give like people advice based on my experience, but what happened was Miranda and I met also during the pandemic. Miranda moved here during the pandemic. Uh, we met on a BTR run and, uh, trail runners. Yeah. And I eventually asked you out on a, well, first we, I asked you to like a drinking club thing. Mm-hmm. And you came and you were very skeptical of the safety of that situation, which is probably very correct. And more to come on that later, <laughs> but that there's a, it's a whole story in itself. But then afterwards I followed up because I had gotten your, uh, at least the Facebook messenger information. I had followed up. Hey, uh, do you want to go for a long run? Right. And at this point I think long run in like I wasn't asking her to go for like a six plus hour run, which is what I usually do for long runs. <laughs> but I said that, you know, did, we did an eight mile. I think we went out to uh, Walker Ranch. Yeah. And I totally considered it a date. And I was like, we're getting breakfast afterwards and it's going to be a total date. And this is awesome. So we went, we did Walker Ranch. Um, we stopped by the side of the road and saw my ex-girlfriend. That was great. Um, it was just something weird that happened. <laughs> and then we went back to your place and you cooked me breakfast and I was like, this is it. This is my moment. And I went in for the kiss and I was totally rejected. <laughs> okay. I, I, I got, I got the pushback. I got the, uh, no, no, no. Uh, and then I got the like excuse. I, you know, Miranda said, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sweaty. You can't kiss me. And I was I felt so embarrassed because I knew the sweaty thing was totally not <laughs> true. It was just like I had stepped over the line and this wasn't like the right time. And I was super embarrassed. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, oh, oh. and I ran out the door. I, I basically ran and out And this, the door. mind you, was in the pandemic. We hadn't even touched up until this point. I had put, I had put my hand near your back. <laughs> <laughs> Without you see. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I had, I did, I did, I did. I, I, I remember we were at the lookout at, in Eldo, and oh. I was like, ah. oh my gosh, okay. So hand near my back. Hand near, but not on the back. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so after that happened, um, I basically was like, this is never gonna turn into anything. Miranda doesn't want to be, uh, doesn't want to go that down that road, and I, I accepted that, and that was okay. And then Miranda still texted me afterwards, and um, after that, I was like, okay, I need to do like a real date. And in the pandemic, we were highly limited, so I put some effort in to to bring over a bunch of mezcal, and we did a taco night, and and that was very nice. Um, after that. So I guess, all right, to your question, do you want to, sorry, yeah, I'm not skipping. I want to, I want to answer a little bit as well. So I think the part that for me, it was a little ambiguous that it was a date. He asked me to go for a run. If he would have said, a run is totally a date. No, he <laughs> did. We talked well, so much. And, and, and to be fair, talked, I actually talked, like, went on a similar one where I was like, and, and had you two in mind, where I was like, oh, let's go mountain biking and then grab brunch afterwards. There you <laughs> and go. And that totally was a date. And, um, and it went very well. Also, you know what is super attractive? When someone is just completely clear, hey, I'd like to take you on a date. How about we go on a run and then to breakfast? Or how about we go on a run and then to coffee? Or whatever. So you're saying like, I was unclear. You were unclear. <laughs> About the intentions behind the See, I took your advice. <laughs> and so the clarity is super hot, and then there's no questions. Okay. It's true. It's true. Clarity <laughs> is hot. I, I find I find somebody who's clear very hot. To answer your question about how does one take somebody from a run club to a date. I think it is always going to be fraught with errors because anytime you're in an exercise arena and you're trying to elevate that to a dating uh, relationship, there are going to be people who are not going to like that. I think there are going to be people who feel like, oh, I'm out here for a run or I'm here for a yoga class or I'm just climbing on this wall. And now you're hitting on me. I hate that, right? Like both sexes everywhere. Some people feel that when I'm exercising, I should, I should be free from the world of normal relationship building. Unfortunately, the rest of us don't feel that way. <laughs> and we're always looking for partners in all aspects of our life, especially as runners. I mean, dating another runner shortcuts a lot of things. <laughs> And I also disagree. I, I love you for that. Beautifully bluntly. And I also, though, I don't think it has to be awkward. I think, I think when we're super clear about our intentions, we can move past rejection and into friendship if that's I, where it leads. I was totally ready to move into friendship yeah. after you rejected me. And I, I got over it very quickly. It was one date. It wasn't like I had this whole time invested. But you know, I apparently half a date. Well, and I, had, I was on a full date. She had never been on a date. And I, I had a run club friend of mine. Um, I've had this multiple times, but this is just a, re a more recent one. Say to me, "Hey, I know you're dating this guy in Boulder, and but I'd like you to know that if it doesn't work out, I'd like you to consider me." Oh God, yeah. He straight up said that to me in person. He was a run club friend. And we've been able to move past that and be friends. And it's nothing. Because he would let his intentions be known. It was not creepy. It was just... Being clear is not creepy. Being clear. No, yeah. ambiguity is bad. And I've experienced that in the very recent past and had to clear it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's just like, okay. Okay. Now we're friends. We're good. Exactly. So, so your answer is you just say, hey, I'd like to take you on a date. My answer is directness and clarity and also don't take rejection badly. If we're rejected, just 
move past it and move on. Yeah. And my answer is try to figure out if they have an interest and then ask them if you can get their number so that you can take them to an event that you have a shared interest in and then take that same text message thread and then start asking them on dates that you don't tell them that their dates are. <laughs> don't listen to John at all. <laughs> no, this is bad advice. I, I totally agree with you, Miranda, that um, being clear is is the best. Uh, it's just... And taking it, it can be so well. hard sometimes. So hard sometimes. Agreed. Well, should we close it there? That's it. All right. Thank you but, for what, joining your, us, Nathan. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, do you guys have like a closing? We're, yeah, we're, well, I don't know if we have a closing. We can just say goodbye. Yeah. Okay. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening and uh, we hope you tune in for the next episode. Yeah. It was so awesome recording for you. Yeah. We'll have to do a lot of editing here without <laughs> the dog crying. Oh my God. Dogs. So many dogs. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.